Welcome to Community Hope Podcast. We pray that the Word of Christ would dwell in you richly as you listen and that you would be encouraged in Christ. One more time, Christ is risen. He is risen Amen. You may be seated. Superpowers. You know, I, I, I thought of uh, this VBS we had, and it was Jesus is my superhero. There's like this whole song, and I'm like, really? Jesus, a superhero? Because, you know, when I think of superpowers that I want, they're typically about me. I mean, sure, I may save the world, but it's, it's more about like the powers that I would have. Did you ever think about the powers that Jesus used when he was on earth, right? His superpowers, let's see, walk on water, that's a good one, right? Turn water to wine. To everything, the alcoholics are like, "What?" You know, yeah. You know, turn, uh, heal the sick. You know, who wants that, right? Give me that superpower, right? But, and most people don't even think of that. Oh, I'd like to have the healing superpower, or make the lame walk, regrow a leg, right? Raise the dead, right? Super. Look at these superpowers. Multiply food, right? Oh, you got one fish. Let's feed 7,000 people, right? You know, fish and loaves, cast out demons. Today, we don't even talk about demons, right? But there are real demons, and, and Jesus had the power to cast them out. He could, he could speak to the storm, calm down, boom, right? And he, the superest of all powers, rise from the grave, rise from the dead, Easter, you know? And when I think about the kind of superpowers that I daydream about, I don't know that these are on the list. Jesus is such a different kind of hero than the normal people. You know, he, he tends to go opposite of the way that the world would go, you know. Like, like the, the way of power, he chose weakness. He's like, I'll show you how to save the world. Come and die, right? And that's what he would be explaining to all of them. You know, and they know how to give their life in a fight, but Jesus just gave his willingly like a lamb to the slaughter. He's so different from where we were. And, and you, know, you know the story of Superman? He grows up in, what's the town name? Smallville, right? And then he goes to Metropolis, right? Because superheroes, they don't hang out in Smallville for very long. They've got to go to the big city. And yet, Jojo read it earlier. Um, Jesus goes to, when he's resurrected, not to Jerusalem, right? He's outside Jerusalem. He doesn't say, hey, disciples, meet me in the big holy city where the temple is. No, let's go back to Smallville, Galilee. Isn't that interesting? He's like, let's go to Smallville. No need to go to the big city. No need to go to the rich and powerful. And you're like, well, why do you call it Smallville? Well, look, when Philip is being called by uh, his brothers to come meet Jesus, he goes, we found the one that Moses wrote about in the law. One of the prophets foretold, Jesus of Nazareth. Can anything good come from this town in Galilee, Nazareth? It's like, you know... Growing up, Parma, sorry, Parmaites, you know. Par, do you remember that, Parma? 
Yeah, and the ghoul. Yeah, can anything good come out of Parma? You know, everybody has places they make fun of, right? The Swedes, it's the Norwegians, you know, Pennsylvania, at least uh, Western Pennsylvania, it's um, uh, West Virginia, right? You know, I mean, everybody has stuff they make fun of. And here they're like, that's Smallville. That's nothing. But when Jesus rises from the grave, look where he, go- he goes to. Now, after the Sabbath, the crowd, uh, Sabbath, towards the dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Don't be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He is risen. As he said, come see the place where he laid. Then go quickly, tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold... He's going to get, not to Jerusalem. He's going to Galilee, and there you will see him. See, I've told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples. And behold, Jesus met them on the way. So they must have been running really fast because they caught up to Jesus. And Jesus greets them, and look what he says. And they came up to him. They took hold of him, uh, of his feet, and worshiped. And Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers, go to Galilee. And there they will see me. Smallville. Go to Smallville. So why did Jesus choose Galilee, this far north place, instead of Jerusalem? I mean, you'd think he'd, he, he, was, he was beat up and tortured and all this stuff took place in that area. Why not go back there? Hey, right? No, he goes to Smallville. And I think because... If you look at how Jesus' life moves, Jesus always went like from glorious to obscure, right? Remember we used to sing, he came from heaven to earth, right? Glory to obscure. Uh, and, And he moves towards the unacceptable members of society, like the tax collectors, the prostitutes, right? He, he moves towards women who are marginalized by in a male-dominated culture. He moves towards blue-collar workers like fishermen. He moves towards outcasts who are sick and disabled. Did you ever notice that? And, and, and he got criticized for it. Like, look who he's hanging out with. Doesn't he know who that lady is washing his feet? She's one of those ladies. She's touching him. You know, like, over and over, Jesus always went to the, to the low lives, you know, and it reminds me, Jim, of years ago when you were in school and there were some low lives and you took these cards and wrote all the low lives names on them and go, we're going to pray for all the low lives in the school. And that's how I got saved, right? He put my name at the top of the list, right? Why, why brothers? Consider the time of your calling. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were powerful. Not many of you were no, of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. He chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Like, I'm so thankful because he came after you and me. The, the, not many of you, maybe some were wise by human standards, and some, but most of us weren't. And these are the ones that 
God goes to. The, he goes to the Smallvilles. It reminded me, there's a movie out now about the Jesus movement. I hope to see it next week. And, and really, it's, it's the life of Greg Laurie. And, and Greg Laurie grew up in this home where his mom was married seven times and moved all over, like New Jersey, Hawaii, you know, and she dated a lot, too, in between marriages. He said she had the looks of Marilyn Monroe. And his life was not the best. You can read about it in the book Lost Boy and all the fighting and arguing and breaking. And, you know, he talks about one time where he thought his, his mom was going to die and he went next door and, and uh, uh, got the neighbor, climbed out the window, got the neighbor to call an ambulance. You know, I mean, this, this is trauma that he grew up with. And then he moves into the 60s and he gives himself over to the tune-in and drop-out culture, right? And, and, uh, and he hears the gospel. And his life has never been the same, right? Starts up opposite. See, Jesus is going after the Smallville people. And that's why I think he's like, go to Jerusalem. Go to Jerusalem, and this is why I think our movement, even as believers, is letting go of our confidence in our own ability and trusting that the things that bring weakness, the things that are hard for us, are opportunities for us to trust in Christ. Like, I wonder how God's going to show up today, because this stuff is really hard that's coming at me, right? Paul said, uh, Jesus said to him, my grace is sufficient, my power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will boast in weakness. How you doing today, Betty? You know what? I am feeling weak, more weak today than I felt all year. Praise God. Hallelujah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, th- this is what Paul is saying. He's like, if this stuff insults weakness, distress, persecution, difficulty for Christ's sake... Because he's learned that when I am less confident in my own ability, Jesus shows up. Jesus works through the Smallville people. So, so why did he choose Galilee instead of Jerusalem? Why did he go to Smallville? I think another reason is he, he makes... Um, he, he, oh, sorry. He, there's a scripture in Isaiah that basically predicts that Jesus, this glory, is going to come to the Gentiles. No, I don't think Jesus is reading the book and he's like, oh, I got to do this. But I think this whole thing is like woven together. And he's like, no, we're, we're going to bring the gospel to the small people. Jesus didn't go to the mighty and powerful. You know where he went? Home. Home. Jesus went home. He went to the place where he did many of his miracles, where he fed many people, where, he, where the people got the news like, oh, they killed him. He's like, I'm going home. And have you ever asked yourself, oh, yeah, yay, Christ is risen. Let's go home, right? Let's go home. And they go back to their homes and their places where they live. And have you ever wondered... Is it easy for you to be a Christian at home or is it hard for you to be a Christian at home? Anybody who says it's easy is probably a liar, right? You know, right? Because one wife said, I thought before I got married, he had this much of that trait. But after I got married, I found he had that much of it, right? Like how, like this is really where we learn to live the life, right? 
And then, you know, maybe a couple, hey, we kind of have our stride going, and then you add children to the mix. And little kids are easy, let me warn you. You're right, right, you know, diapers are easy. Teenagers, okay, so, um, so what I'm saying is, go home, live your life. Like, do, do, the, do the thing at home. And so for a while, here they are going home, living their life, sharing the gospel, telling people about it. This is where they run in and they meet Jesus. And, and I can't help but think that here we come and it's Sunday and we, we celebrate the resurrection. And some of us are really good at compartmentalizing. We walk out the door and we leave the resurrected Jesus behind, right? Because now I'm home, right? I can put my bathrobe on and put my feet up, right? And, and somehow, I think the Lord would say, um, this Easter, allow me to live my life in you and through you in new and wonderful ways in your home. The things that are weak. And maybe you're like, oh, home is easy, but my group of friends or my work friends will allow me to be and my life to be through you in your home and at your workplace. Like, allow the resurrection to have a deeper impact at home. So why did Jesus choose Galilee instead of Jerusalem? Why did he go to Smallville? I think it was to, to repeat something. So Peter goes home, and what did he used to do? Fish. He goes home, and he's like, I denied my Savior. I, I heard him cry out, why have you forsaken me? The women, are they nuts? I saw the tomb too. I don't get it. He says Galilee. You know, like, like he, he's like, I'm discouraged. I'm going fishing. That was his profession. He probably could do it you know, with one eye closed, right? And, and so it says that Peter's out there fishing, Oh, and his friends go with him. There's like a, a good handful of disciples like, hey, we'll fish with, with you. you know. So they're fishing, and they go on the boat, and they fish all night long, and they've caught nothing. Now, if you're reading this, your mind is supposed to go, wait a minute. Isn't this what happened the first time Peter met Jesus? What? Huh. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore but the disciples did not recognize that it was Jesus. So he called out to them, children, do you have any fish? No, they answered, he told them. Cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. So they cast the net there and they were unable to haul it in because of the great number. And if you know the story, this, the, it clicked. Peter's like, wait a minute. This is exactly what Jesus did the first time he called me. And he, died, he dove in the water and swims to Jesus. What do you think he was feeling? What, what, what was going on inside his head? And why would Jesus want to, like, redo it? You know, why, why redo it? I, I think Jesus was saying, Peter, um, yeah, you failed but I still have a call for you. And when he, it happened the first time, he had a concept of Jesus that was kind of an earth-walking rabbi who might create an army and kick out the Romans, create some kind of earthly kingdom like David or Solomon. And now Jesus died and is resurrected. And it's this, I want you to see your calling in a new light. 
I want you to go back to the beginning, and I want you to see Jesus through your whole life in a new and different way. And I was thinking there may be some people here who you remember a time where Jesus was very real to you. Maybe you made commitments to him. And yet, as time goes on, you look at your life and you're like, well, I haven't really kept that. And maybe today is the day to go back to the beginning and say, yeah, Lord, I've determined like Peter that I'm a, I failed you, but I'd like a, a redo. I'd like a recall to make today a new beginning for me also. Have you ever let someone down? <laughs> Dumb question, isn't it? Have you ever treated someone far worse than they deserved or, and then later you felt horrible about it? And then to your amazement, they, you see them and they don't badmouth you. They haven't talked trash about you. They haven't treated you in an unkind way. They, they treat you like you've never done anything wrong. Has, has that ever, I hope it's happened to everybody. What do we call that? Grace, don't we? Yeah, they were gracious unto me. And this is how I think the apostles and especially Peter must have felt when he met Jesus, right? I mean, here he is, um, denied, deserted, overpromised, and, and, and now his Savior's there. And Jesus isn't going like, help the slide. He isn't going, uh, dude, wh- like, wh- what did you do? He's like, Peter, I love you, right? It's, it's almost as if um, you and your friend were walking down the road, and all of a sudden, these guys come up and mug you. You escape. You run away, and your friend gets beat up. And like a few days later, you see him, and he's got like patches on his skin. You know, he's, he's hobbling along. I mean, they really beat him up. And, and all he says to you, or all she says to you, is, um, uh, it's so good to see you. I'm so glad you're doing well. You're like, what? Yeah. yeah, that is what it was like to meet Jesus. I mean, Jesus comes to them, and he comes to us with this air of grace and acceptance, Right? Jesus comes to us with forgiveness, and you may have spent your lifetime. You may have had a holy moment in your youth, and now you look and you're like, no, I've had a lifetime of deserting, betraying, denying him. But if you come to him today, this morning, he'll be your forever friend. He'll be your savior. Like this is the day that the Lord would say, come on, hear my voice. You know, it's interesting. If you read in Matthew, you have this verse where Jesus says to his disciples, oh, by the way, I'm going to die, I'm going to rise, and I'm going to Galilee. And then he dies, and the angel's like, meet him in Galilee. And then Jesus on the way, meet him in Galilee. I'm like that. I have to be told things over and over and over again. Are you thankful for that? And, and what I would encourage you is, is hear it, like hear it. And say, Lord, draw me unto you. May today be a new beginning for me. And maybe you've walked with the Lord for a long time, but you've just let a lot of stuff get in your life that's distracting. And say, Lord, I want to have today be a new beginning. 
Because I, I was talking to a guy once, and he goes to me, you know, Pastor Doug, it's like Jesus is calling, and I'm just not answering the phone. Pray with me. Lord, open our hearts to you. You're the, the seeker, the, the one who is even seeking us now. And Father, maybe, maybe this is the day for someone to say, Lord, forgive me. I have, I have been calling the shots, and I'd like to follow you. And I think for all of us, it's always a bit of an arm wrestling match with you, Lord. We give and we take, and, and daily repentance is such a good thing. And so we would say, today, may, may today be a new beginning. When we go from here, may, may your resurrection life live in and through each one of us, and may your joy be our strength. Jesus, in your name, amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about Community of Hope, go to www.cohchurch.com. God bless you today.